Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We are back. This is the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast, so get your horns up because here we go. Horns up, talking Texas podcast. I'm Joshua Fisher, along with Alexander Disciples, Nikki Snacks, Crider, and the Quan Cosby. We are back, boys. Releasing this thing on Wednesday. That means we have 48 hours to drink the Kool Aid until our hearts <laughs> are ripped out of us. I mean, first off, the biggest blessing of the whole March Madness thus far is uh, A and M and OU getting skunked. Uh, especially AM, who totally deserved to be in the tournament in some capacity. Uh, Texas of the North, Michigan uh, gets in um, after pretty almost having a losing record. Uh, so, and their coach, you know, playing fight night on the sidelines. Um, so, AM getting skunked is great to see. Uh, we draw Virginia Tech first, but we're a six seed, and our ladies, the women's basketball team, is a two seed. And, and they have a real opportunity to cut down the nets. Our baseball team has come back down to earth a little bit. <laughs> we well, last time we were with you, Quan, we hadn't played that gauntlet yet. We dropped two of those for three games against the big programs. We lost to UCLA. Uh, we lost back to back in South Carolina. Uh, so the boys have to right the ship a little bit. Um, but we'll start with Texas basketball. Um, a lot of people are saying it. I think it's unfortunate because a lot of the people that we talk to, the fans and the people who really follow the team, are expecting to lose. And quite frankly, I don't know how you feel, Quan. Nick feels like I mean, we're going to How lose. are we not? I mean, again, I love everything about them. I'm going to co-sign the Big 12 champs, Texas ladies basketball team. Hook them. Towers lit. That was badass. And um, but our basketball team, man, the. They were inconsistent as it was, giving up huge losses, having those lulls, all that good stuff. That was, you know, even before Timmy Allen, um, not Timmy Allen, but Mitchell uh, disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then we we kind of limped into the, the Big 12 championship, t- let a TCU team who we had beat twice knock us out. How could we have an ounce of optimism? And then you fast forward even, you know, a year ago when we won the Big 12 tournament and got beat by ACU. So we don't have the optimism, the history of why we should be so fired up about this team moving forward. We, we didn't have it, you know, a year ago in this time and, and they had did some positive things. So now the, the mind or mindset they're in without winning a big 12 championship, I'm a little worried. And again, last but not least their opponent, VTech is hot as anyone right now. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot of reasons. Every all of us has just a, a little knot in our gut preparing for you know the game this week. Well, yeah. I think it's I think it's good for us for our sanity that we are going in with low expectations, right? I mean, we're playing against the ACC champion here who can bang threes, and it's basically the opposite of what we can do. And I, I mean, I have us as a first round exit in my brackets and i'm just not getting my hopes up but we are a, we are a favorite in this game somehow uh, uh one yeah, yeah that's one and a half on betonline.ag go to betonline.ag today support betonline.ag use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v and get a woke welcome bonus for the boys yeah we are a little bit of a favorite over here um which is great i mean look last year expectations this is before we knew you Quan. i had us going all the way I the Kool Aid wasn't Kool Aid wasn't even being drunk. It was like I was swimming it. I took a bath in it. Then I drank it. Then I marinated the chicken in it, and 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 then I passed it around to all my neighbors. Uh, and it was like we were at Christmas. And I see the box, and the box has my name on it. And I know I'm Jewish, but I have experienced some Christmases in my life. We come down the stairs. There's the box. It says Josh. I rip it open, expecting a PS5. And like 12 year old me gets like a toaster. Like, what am I? I don't oh, even, some socks. Yeah. A toaster. And here's some socks. To cushion Hopefully it. this year, it's like a poorly wrapped box or like just cardboard that just came from the Amazon package that wasn't even bothered to be wrapped. And maybe it's something really sweet. Hopefully that's what this year is. You got mm-hmm. a, a toast. That's like such a utilitarian gift. Like what? What 12 year old needs a toaster? Yeah, it was a PS5 box, but it has socks in it. Yeah, you see those. Yeah, that's, that's a better, so cool. much better analogy. That's yeah. yeah. That I, I mean, here to copy edit your bizarre analogies, Josh. <laughs> I don't. I'll die on the hill. That was a solid analogy, uh, Nick. You're right. I mean, like, look. I hope that this is like an Amazon box that I get, and I'm like, what Schmegagi got me like this, like no effort gift, and then it's like a Theragun. Is that sad? Like that's like I'm 20. Like when I was 22, PS5 would have been awesome. Now that I'm 27, like I'm praying for a Thayer gun for any <laughs> that that's exactly what we need. Uh, but I, you know what? It's 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 kind of seating is just like it's like poor luck because this, like you said, Quan, this Virginia Tech Virginia Tech team couldn't be hotter. They they beat Duke pretty handily, at least in the second half. And one of the glaring things that they had going for them was their ability to shoot the three ball, which we've been saying pretty much since game one is our weakest point. And there are a couple of weak points. Um, our savings grace is we play really strong defense, stronger defense than Duke, you know, which stronger is like, defense than most of the ACC, man, that, that, that saving grace too. I, I heard coach beard on the radio earlier. They're battle tested going to the big 12, man. The big 12 was real. And, 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 Certainly that defense, um, the Baylors, the Kansas, they can shoot the three ball as well. Now, I think this that I heard that VTech has over like 200 more attempts than Texas. That wow. is insane to me because I felt like at times we shot the ball too many times. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, we shoot another three. But I heard there's maybe 200 more attempts this season. So they live and die on it. So if that defense, to your point, Josh, can – get you know cause problems be in their face um you know get them off and then i think they'll the, it'll help our chances it'll at least make me feel better if, if the first half you know they're, they're shooting 20 percent from the three line versus 40 50 60 that we've seen at times i don't 
I don't want to be the, uh, I don't think I am. I'm, I'm not the eternal optimist on this podcast normally. And I had definitely haven't been throughout the basketball season, but I actually think we're going to win this game. I do. I believe that their undersized guards are going to have a tough time with our good sized, long athletic guards that are going to attack them defensively. They're, they're two best players, at least in that, you know, ACC championship game where they're two guards, both mm-hmm. upperclassmen, which this is both these teams have a lot of guys who are experienced, um, ha- have been to the big dance, but I think that we're going to, <laughs> my optimism is going to take us past the round of 64. And then I think we're going to run into a buzzsaw with Purdue and Edie and Williams, the, the, the twin, the two headed Titans that they have at on Purdue are going to absolutely demolish us. That's what I think is going to happen. So I, I actually think we're going to win. They really do. He's seven, four. I, I actually think we're going to win round one though. And I think we're going to, we're going to surprise some people. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pick your poison. You want to lose round one. Well, it was round three to Purdue. You want to lose in the, the uh, Sweet 16 to Kentucky. I mean, right. that's, that's how it's going to really shape up. Oh, we're in a brutal, you know, bracket. It's 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 some folks on our side of it, and and that's certainly a factor. As as much as I'm being very reserved on my feelings for this game, because I've you know the heartbreak for me in Texas sports outside of I take that back. Me and Texas men's sports outside of track and diving. There you go. I'm 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 worn out. By the way, another national championship for the men's track nice. diving. I mean, they're balling, but football, baseball, basketball has been a struggle bus. So I actually think we're gonna win too. As crazy as it sounds, because of that experience, because of the defense I've seen when, when it matters most. My only worry, I guess, is are we mature enough to not try to match them in a three-point contest? Are we going to play? If they do jump out, you know, make a couple of them, get started, are we then going to start launching some and coming out of our, our, you know, our shell, coming out of our game and, and, and panicking? Because, unfortunately, I've seen that a few times this year. Yes, that's an, a major issue is us trying to play to their game and trying to outshoot them and outscore them, which, uh, look, if they come out and they start firing and they're hitting shots and we find ourselves down 23 to 10 to start the game, we're going to have to adjust and score the basketball because at that point we're down 13 points. But if we go into the half and it's like 36, 33, or even better, if the score is like 26 to 20, like, yeah, like we put up nothing, but that means we're playing our brand of basketball like we did against TCU. We shot well above our weight class against TCU in the first half of that game, like last week, but we played an excellent brand of defensive basketball. It completely the script completely flipped in the second half. And the more glaring stat was how many points we gave up. Not that look, we scored 22 points and a half. Like, all right, we're not that good offensively. We know it's still low. We know we're not that good offensively, but giving up 40 is very uncharacteristic of us. And I think that this Virginia tech team, while on one hand, they got really hot. On the other hand, they needed to get hot because they were a fringe team. They almost didn't make it. Had they not done what they had, they lost to Duke. They might not even have made the tournament. It might've been A&M instead of them or whoever was the one, the, the first four out, you know, SMU, OU, SMU like gets like killed every year. I feel so bad. There was one year where like SMU was like ranked and they didn't make the tournament. I, <laughs> I saw that. I, so that's the funny thing about, and I'm glad you touched on that because I had an SMU donor hit me up crying about getting screwed again. And better than that, I had an Aggie 
colleague who doesn't even really pay attention. Put like this: before the SEC announcement was made, I thought he was I thought he was a two percenter. Since that has happened, I get a call every time something goes wrong from an AM standpoint. Mm-hmm. So kudos to VTech on winning the ACC because you knocked out a few more Texas teams I'm and that brothers. team up north that I don't give a you-know-what about. Yeah. So I am happy about that with a VTech, but now y'all need to take an L from us. Yeah, I think, I think the, the reverse, right? So I think that VTech gets in and they play a bunch of extra games. And for us, we go out early and have some days off. So maybe that extra rest, some, some uh, you know, reassessment of how we play can maybe work in our favor on a team that's not as fresh as us, you know, the way they've had more, more days off. So. Yeah. That's a good point. That's yeah. I mean, that, that that's a great way to look at it. I'm down. Look, if we're going to, you know, if we're going to start being optimistic, I'll, I'll join the club. Like <laughs> they don't have to twist my arm. <laughs> the, uh, I'm just trying to find reasons to like believe in this team at this point. It's well, hard. If we get to Purdue, I don't think we're not like, if you want to play like, uh, yeah okay okay yes we're toast paper. we're toast if we get to the second <laughs> Purdue's round. good dude I, i'm I, not feeling good about that one bro i told toss a uh, nick a month and a half ago like like I, like earlier into the season i really think purdue can win the whole thing i really you i think purdue is totally capable of winning the whole thing i think it's plausible i think they have size they have a great guard they have ability to shoot the three like they could win this whole tournament and i wouldn't be surprised at all that being said if it gets to a point like, like no Oregon state was a 12 seed last year. No one thought anything of them. No one thought anything of UCLA. They were a playing team point being, you just got to win one game. And then you just got to win one game. And if you take it like that and are not looking ahead, like, I don't know about, I mean, it'd be interesting to talk to somebody who ha- who's had this mindset and, and maybe we could pull, you know, from, our, from talk to like, see if we could get Raymond Felton and Sheldon Williams just to come on with us and discuss it. Like as like a one or a two seed, when you're pretty much automatically looking ahead, quote unquote. Like if you're a one seed, you're not look. You're looking to like Baylor's looking to UNC or whoever wins that. Is it Marquette? Whoever wins that game? Yep. Oh, is that Shaka? Shaka. Yeah. Nice. We were t- we were talking about it yesterday on the charity stripe. That man, that would be one pain in the ass and hell of a parlay if Shaka Smart ended up winning, Rick Barnes ended up winning. And Texas ends up losing in the first round. What did I say? I say if I said if Shaka, Rick, and Rick Barnes go to the Sweet 16 and we lose in the first round, I will let Nick and Alex and our guest Mark Mark Allen shout out to him yesterday. All take turns dropping a 40 pound kettlebell on my foot. Like I, that. That's how. <laughs> what did he that's call how it? How confident you are that Shaka's not getting there? That's how sad I would be. <laughs> I oh. even, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't even care anyway. It would just be like the most ridiculous. It would be the most Texas. Thing. Like if Shaka made a run in the tournament, it would be the most Texas thing of all time. Big time. Yeah. Shaka I mean, is a good dude. So if it happened, I I'm sure like for him, but I would just, I, I mean, to your point, I, I just Texas really. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy that he's been able to find success early on. I would say like our savings grace on this side of the bracket is like, there's just so many good teams that like can knock anybody off. Right. Like, you know, Marquette and UNC are both capable of knocking off Baylor, right? That would take them out of the way. And of course, there's UCLA as well. And there's St. Mary's. And-, and Baylor has one of their big men out too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So anybody can win. And that's JTT. what's cool. There's always, and I want y'all, I pay attention to March Madness, certainly on that level. Y'all pay attention to it way more than me. 
Is there one team you've talked about Purdue possibly making it? Um, so many, of course, Baylor could, Kansas could, you know, really a lot of good teams, you know, Gonzaga, we haven't even talked about them. Is this a year where it really isn't that team that you're just like, oh, they're going to run through it? There's no you always team. have the Cinderella stories, but I'm sorry, but I don't know if there's – in watching more college basketball than I have in a long time because of, you know, the podcast and the show, no one – individual, sure, but there's no full kind of team or school that I was just like, oh, damn, they're, they're just – they're in a league. There's no Georgias and Alabamas and, and you know, from a football standpoint this year in my opinion. Or even, like, the Gonzaga from last year isn't the same. Like, last year, everyone thought that Gonzaga was like the clear-cut favorite. And then Baylor, of course, and they ended up winning it. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think this year it's pretty wide open. It's kind of anyone's ballgame. Anyone from a one seed to a four seed can win it. I mean, there's a lot of people picking UCLA to win it all. There's a lot of people picking Tennessee. I think Toss has Tennessee winning it all. What's crazy is at one point, Auburn was number one, and nobody's picking them. Exactly. They were picking them to lose. Like they're, I've, I made a bracket where they lose to Miami, who beats USC, and Miami's the 10 seed. Like it's that there's that much parity. Toss and I did have the same gut check winner, uh, which was Kentucky. And Nick went with Arizona, which I had a phone call. One of my buddies called me when I was in the car today, and he's like, the only team I haven't really watched. And you might know better, have a better handle because they're West Coast, which, by the way, I don't know if we've spoken on this podcast about a Quan. I my sister went my middle sister went to Arizona and my least favorite coach of all time is Sean Miller. I think he sucks. I've never seen somebody do so little with so much. I also hate the Pac-12 because I think they're the most poorly televised conference in all of sports. Oh, that's for sure. And I do think it's unfortunate because I think like Nick winning like Nick's pick for Arizona to win like that, dude, they were awesome against UCLA score in every facet. They're fast. They're physical. Like they're, and they're long, like toss who brought up someone's length before, like Duran is long Terry. Who's got no relate. Uh, there's another Terry. Like, isn't that crazy? There's a guard point guard, Terry on Arizona, no relation to Jason Terry, which I was shocked about. He's long and he's athletic. I mean, they've got size. I mean, this is a team that can really compete. But on that bracket, though, like if Villanova, I picked, I bet on Villanova to win the whole thing just based on the odds and everything. Like Villanova and Tennessee could easily win it. Gonzaga should be the favorite in their bracket. But if Duke knocked them off, I wouldn't be surprised. If Duke lost to Michigan State in round two, I wouldn't be surprised. Or Davidson, for quite frank. I, like, there's nothing that's going to happen this year that's going to shock me. I think the biggest shock would be Wisconsin winning the whole thing. I think they're a house of straw. What are they? They're a three seed. I have them getting popped by Iowa state in round two, baby. I think you, Quan, you said it. The, the big 12 year after year is the best basketball, the deepest basketball conference and the most disrespected. Like people like Baylor was clear. Baylor was the best team last year. And I, for one was like, Gonzaga is the best team I've ever seen. Baylor was the best team last year and time and time again, it's a situation where not many people we speak to are taking Baylor seriously as a one seed, me included, quite frankly, I think UNC is going to beat them, but that's because of injuries. No one's picking Kansas that I've spoken to, to go far. Even Kansas fans that I've, you know, touched base with, they're like cautiously optimistic. And then we have a guy like Brockington who's averaging 17 points per game in big 12 play. Like what's going to, and that's against big 12 defense. What's going to happen when he, you know, beats LSU who's lost their head coach. And then he goes against 
Wisconsin where they just kind of run the score in the Big Ten. And he's a lot. He's going to go for 30. And everyone's going to be like, whoa, an 11 seed Iowa State? Like, where, where did this come from? They'll be like Oregon State last year, for sure. Like, they're always a good program. They're, well, you, they, didn't even, you didn't even mention the Horn Frogs who beat us, of course. And then Texas Tech, who since well, yeah. January, since January, people have said that that's a team to look out for at the tournament. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, yes, uh, you're right. Because I felt I should go without saying, but Tech deserves a nod. And they will have. Bama or Duke in that bracket, but tech can kind of go through with Adams. He was a great head coach. Oh, Banner was an amazing pickup. Shannon juniors turned it on, especially since the, the start of the new year. And they have a couple guys they could shoot and they have a guy that's a stud and they could kind of go through and, and all of a sudden, next thing, you know, be in the final four. And everyone's like, what happened with Gonzaga and Mark few again. And TCU, yeah. like, like T like I, again, like I think Arizona is extremely strong and Nick should feel confident in his pick. But like if TCU beat them, like would I be shocked? No. If Creighton beat Kansas, would I be like anything could happen this year? And that's why this tournament is gonna gonna help college basketball. I think because I think yeah, a lot of I agree. I think a lot of people love stars, but the only thing better than a star is a good storyline. Game of Thrones. They killed Sean Bean. Spoiler alert. Episode nine. Toast Malone. See ya. Thanks for coming. You know, the storyline carried it. There weren't major stars in that TV show. It's one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Honestly, quite did it with. <laughs> it's true. Like, like a storyline trumps a star. There's not a lot of major, major stars in this tournament, but the storylines and the drama and the games are going to be fantastic. So I think that really takes it to the next level for me. Yeah, I agree. There are, there are a lot of stars. I think that, they're not all playing on the same team though, which is something that's cool and and not something that we saw when RJ Barrett and Zion Williamson were on the same team when they played for Duke. Right. Like I do think that if, if Gonzaga had not lost that game to St. Mary's, they would be, they were the number one overall seed. They're obviously a one seed at that. They would have been head and shoulders, the pick. They still are plus three fifty to win it all, which is tremendous odds to win the entire NCAA tournament, which is six games, six wins in a row. So I, I do think that odds on favorite wise, like everyone thinks they're going to win. I think it speaks even more to what we're talking about. There's some great players, some good teams, but outside of you, you pick Gonzaga because of their returning guys, you pick them because they got there last year. You know, there are a lot of pieces were already there, but everybody else, you just, any, anybody, which adds again to college basketball looking as good as it can on this level. Um, and, and I know we touched, started and touched on even, and I think there's an element of that on the women's side too. Usually you have about three or four schools that they're going to run away with it. They're going to be in the final four and that's how it happens. But a Baylor who we beat, you know, who Texas beat in, in the big 12 championship first time freaking, you know, 13 games or something like that. Um, the, the teams across the board on that level, it's going to, I just think it's going to be a pretty damn exciting and fun March Madness on both side, sides of it. And it's one of those times where I know some of my family walked in there like, and nobody hammered me for this. We're like, you know, daddy's watching girls basketball. I'm like, is that much fun, man? I'm, I'm rocking <laughs> and rolling. And so um, I just, I'm excited for what Ma March Madness is going to be on both sides of it and dang sure going to tune in. So, well, so, any, greatness is fun to watch anyone who hasn't watched Caitlin Clark play is missing out because that girl on Iowa Caitlin Clark on Iowa is insane she's incredible 
She's, she's incredible. She shoots bombs. Yeah. Um, I'm, we'll be optimistic for our boys for sure. A uh, couple quick hitters, obviously baseball. I think it's look, you're going to lose some games, come back down to oh, earth yeah, a little a bit. Season. It's a long well, season. And you're certainly going to lose some games when you lose your day three starter and wit, you know, and mm-hmm. he's, he, he's a day three starter that could have been a, you know, a day one starter. And so when you have that level of guy that, that it's so it, they're a little off kilter a little bit because yeah. I, I, you know, after that, that they, they haven't quite adjusted. However, they also were playing a gauntlet, man. You know, they were playing some top teams to Bama, to LSU, to, I mean, so many good teams at the Houston tournament. And then, you know, Tennessee, and then they, they go to South Carolina. So there, there's a little time right now to reset and figure out again who that, you know, now baseball is that sport. You got to play every night. Oh, by the way, Texas State's pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're, they're not like they're that. really good. And yeah. so th- that they haven't had that saw moment to reset after losing a, a guy on that level. And then, uh, unfortunately, good Lord, Austin Todd, man, you know, he lost him again for, for now. And so th- there's been some adjustments, early, early adjustments. Dude, we talked about it when they were 11-0. I went and watched them. There wasn't a team in the country that was going to get close. It was just going to be that they were – those teams are going to hope to score three. Our offense is, you know, Ivan, you know, Melendez is just absolute – throwing out bombs every other day bro he could so, hit yeah dude it just just smoking them boom boom hit two the other day in south carolina so they have to reset you know it's a long season they, they you can't go in the season not expect something like this to happen so i think it's about that time for them to get back on that page um to get back and figure that piece out and see which one of these young folks are going to take that day three spot and i think they're going to be fine we're still they, they've got certainly a- one of the top teams They've got a six game stretch. It's not like they get a reprieve in the middle of the season where they get like some time off, but they've got a six game stretch against, you know, College of Charleston, the Citadel, three games against Incarnate Word and then Central Arkansas before we take on tech in a three game series. So get your juice back a little bit with those six, six games, all, all winnable will be the heavy favorite in all of those games. So not to say that we won't drop one of them, but like a good time to get back into rhythm, take the pressure off yourself a little bit before the season really starts to pick up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really like how baseball schedules kind of lay themselves out. I mean, just because baseball is such a sport where like, you know, you go in slumps, you go in waves. And so it's nice to kind of get back on the same page. Uh, they do a good job of, of scheduling it out where they have more easy matchups in the middle of the season and ramp it back up. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, losing Tanner with TJ is just, it's tough for him too. Cause he could, he was like a top pick, you know, heading into next year. So hopefully, I mean, he could, he's going to be out for the year and obviously into next year as well, but hopefully we can get him back in the rotation. And Tommy Johns, man, back in the day, especially back when I was in the minors, it was almost like, all right, your career's over, but that's medicine. Now they're, they're coming back. And if, if it works itself out and it's in as well, I mean, it really, some people are coming back stronger than ever, at least, yeah. you know, mindset and, you know, kind of a reset. It's almost like a fresh one, but you hope that for him because he is such a baller and, and can do this for a very long time. So, but at the same time, like we're talking about now it's time for the next man up. Uh, they're talking a lot about, you know, Zeke doing that um, back, back, you know, Greg, Gregson Swindell doing that back in their day when they lost a couple of pictures. So a highly ranked team is going to need another one of those. Now you may not get 18, 19 wins out of a freshman, but if you can get 10, 11, 12, then I think they're still, you know, the, the heavy favorite going into uh, uh, Omaha. Uh, 
Love it. Love it. Love it. And then last but not least, Arch Manning, he's coming to visit Austin again. So let's. He is, man. And I, I hear, you know, there's some moves being made. Georgia's out of it. You know, one of their good friends that, that was on that coach's staff stepped away from what I hear. Um, I, some, so I'm hearing it's up, up, us in uh, Bama. And man, I mean, that's like what the seventh, eighth trip to Austin. I mean, it's, you know, concerts are rolling. I'm hearing the Manning family are very interested in some things going on in the Moody, all kinds of good stuff. So um, I I, talk about odds, man. I think ours are are, are rising by the day uh, from a, from an Arch Manning standpoint. And uh, I just need him to say yes before the second week of the 2022 season. Yeah. (laughs) As we all see, though, like when you say yes, they could always decommit, yeah. you know, and but I don't necessarily think that he's the type of guy who would do that. Right. I mean, I mean, you, you never know. But at the same time, like it, th- with all these transfers and with everything going on these days, like you just never know. A commitment doesn't doesn't really hold merit like it used to. Even, Which, even, by the way, I think we just landed another four star um, D lineman, didn't we? Yeah, I think we did today. Sark after or Sark before dark is what they're <laughs> yeah. So again, things are still going the way they need to. We would really, really love to get Manning, and I'm with you, Nick. I just the the, the due diligence he's done, the very methodical process, list, all the, the the ways, and just his family's background. They're more, you know, likely to to not make a decision versus, in my opinion, to to decommit once they made that choice because they're taking their time. They're going about it the right way. It's certainly, in my opinion, very relation, relationally driven. And so um, I, I, I like our chances for a lot of reasons, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to some of them later on, but I like our chances. If hopefully, hopefully Arch picks us and, and then hopefully after that, some of our uh, Longhorns get picked in the NFL draft at, at the end of April. Do you yeah. guys know that the, a kicker from Texas, not from the university, but from the state, has not been drafted since 1987? Wow. I did not know that at wow. all. Who was it? Do you know who it is? Uh, GF Ward. Yeah. Jeff Ward. So that's very weird. It's, and it also, to me, tells even more of the stories, though. So hold on. You mean like place kicker then? Because I was about to say Michael place Dixon kicker. was drafted. Place kicker, place kicker. Because yeah. I'm sitting here going, you got arguably the best kicker and punter in the league from the UT in Dixon. And clearly Tucker's not. It's yeah. like, Dixon is an argument. Tucker, I don't care what anyone says, because a lot of non-biased Longhorns say Tucker is the GOAT. And so NFL GMs, uh, get you, you do a little bit better job in that department because there's been some absolute beasts come out of the this state uh as a kicker and as a punter clearly it's such an important position in the nfl though i, I really wouldn't be surprised if if our guy cameron did get taken in you know round one through seven he might be the only guy drafted from texas this season i mean the other option is joshua thompson but other than that there's not really any texas draft prospects which is crazy i mean we, we spoke to a man last That's week wild. It was last week we spoke to Charles? Yep. Dude, time is moving at a snail's pace. I don't know about anything. I think I said this <laughs> the other day to somebody. Um, we spoke to Menehu last week, and he didn't, like, get too, too into it, but you could tell by his, like, you know, 
Like all these guys are coming out and they're good. Like Elliot was good before he got hurt. I mean, you know, BJ is good on the Dolphins. Like, and they're not superstars per se, but Caden's like, Caden's been was better than a fifth round pick last year. Oh yeah, and then he was played better than a sixth round pick. Like these guys have played better than their draft slots. A lot of them, and so yeah, hopefully you know, I think a big thing whether we win the natty or not last year for Arch Manning, the, the big kicker is going to be how Quinn plays. If Quinn dominates in Sark's system, like, and, you know, if, if Arch goes, okay, Quinn's kicking ass in the system, I'll come in, I'll sit behind him for one year, and either he saves the program or he puts us in a place where the program can be saved and I'm the one to do it. Like, it's the same thing. I mean, we've said it time and time again. Whoever wins uh, for the New York Knicks first, it, they're going to build a statue next to the Empire, you know, <laughs> next to the Statue of Liberty for them, seriously. Because that, like, that's how we feel. Like, who, you know, like, Vince Vince can't walk into a bar on 6th Street. Can't. Unless he wants, you know, to get, like, blackout drunk from just free shot after free shot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 like, you, like, it's, like, these guys, you know, that whoever does it, is is the guy like Bur- burrow is the guy at lsu we, we want that and somebody should want to come and be that that's why i think we're appealing i think with the pick today and just you know even being in that final two after a five and seven season i think that says a lot for where we're going and that's the thing we got to be real about um it, it takes time it takes a process and i digress on some picks because by the way my man quandre Diggs just got the bag big yeah, time kudos to him andrew beck resigned and and um freaking uh, I would with the, with the Broncos, so it's a lot of good Connor things Williams. happening. Connor Two, Williams, you and everybody's point. Who else? Connor um, Williams. Connor got yeah. So everybody's doing their thing. So as we're talking about recruiting, as we're talking about the league, that's what we have to fix. Because like Charles, I think many of you. I mean, a couple of teams, but you know, good, you know, playing time. Starting doing his things when Watt went out, he tore it up. He went over San Fran, one of the best defenses in the league, and had a significant PT. That's it. Everybody says, What is it? What is it? That lack of development and costing guys, you know, pick status, all the above. Oh, if we're past that with this staff, if we're developing guys on this level. That's where I think Arch comes. That's where I think the next guy comes, the next D lineman, the next linebacker. I was talking to, of course, we talked to DJ, and DJ and I golf yesterday, and we were talking about that. And, heck, I mean, I to my point where I want to – I was like, DJ, you ever want to coach? You want to go over there and be like an analyst like Huff and all of that? We have to find our best way with 15, 10 career, you know, NFL guys in town to help some way, form, or fashion develop some of these guys. Because I think as we do that, they're better on the field. They get drafted higher. It just it comes back to that Mac Brown level flow where we had 58, 59 guys in the league. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, again, like, Dante Foreman got paid today, too. Like, he's still in the league. Like, as a backup to the Panthers. Like, you, I thought it was with the Titans. Did oh, he, boy, baby. He's, he's going, going back. Oh, cool. I text his big head, buddy. He just got, I mean, Again, we got we have guys in the league. We're just not getting guys drafted, so we need to we need to fix that. And I think a Manning and and I and I honestly uh, very optimistic about what I think Quinn's going to do as well because I've seen him around campus. He's 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 speaking of you know female you know basketball team. Him and the guys have gone out. They support them like crazy. Yeah, um, great. he's doing his thing. I'm seeing some. Some small, subtle things, even off the field from a leadership standpoint that I like. 
yeah. that I really right. like. And I think that's mm-hmm. what we've been missing. Certainly after Sam left. Don't yeah. let the mullet fool you. Don't <laughs> let the mullet fool you. Seriously, like, you know, like people can people think he's a party in the back, business up front, you know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, and I'll close out with saying there is no better job in maybe all of sports than backup quarterback. You get paid. You get to be your major part of the team. I mean, see, if you guys like in my next life, I'll be a backup QB in the NFL, maybe two lives down the line. I'll be a backup QB in the NFL with a couple of Copenhagen's in the mouth and a Topo Chico on the sideline, just cracking jokes. That's <laughs> sounds like the life to me. Living your best life. Baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If we want guys to get drafted, we need to win first. Seriously. That's, that's really what it comes down to. And the many who said it last week that a lot of these guys aren't, really concerned about winning as much as they are about having fun and doing their thing and being on social media and like just caring about their image. Right. And so when they get to the league, they start to experience, okay, wow. Like maybe, you know, winning is important here. You know, like I'm at the league now and I want to get a ring and now these they're playing to that level and just haven't had a system in place around them that has put winning at a premium. Yeah. They've been there since you were there, Quan. So, you know, we need to get back on track and that'll just kind of, the draft prospects will come next. I mean, you look at every school that wins football games, they get a ton of guys drafted. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, gents, great stuff. Always a pleasure. Fans out there, get your horns up. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disopolis, Nikki Snacks, Crider, Quan Cosby, the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. We will see you guys next time. Let's beat Vatek and then Purdue. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.